Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is Meenu and welcome to another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. Now, we have been talking about a few ways by which projects can address their velocity problem. And then this would help towards increasing the value of the token. And in the previous episode, I listed out a few of these uh, methods or mechanisms by which you can address this velocity problem. In the previous episode, I looked at the work token model. And in today's episode, I will look at a, another mechanism, which is called BME, which is a balance, burn and mint equilibrium. Now, there are two words in this BME, which is burn and mint. Most of us are familiar with mint, which is creating. So minting a token means creating a token. But what is burn? When you burn a token, it actually goes to an eater address. And because nobody has the private key to that address, no one can access it. And therefore, the asset which is sent there is said to be burnt. It cannot be accessed. It literally is taken out of the circulation, the total supply. Now, this BME protocol or this, uh, this protocol, it uses two token systems. One is your payment token and one is your value token. And Factum is a pioneer in this. So let's take a look at how Factum does that. Let's see how that works. Now, in Factum, the protocol, it operates a two token system and one token is called Factoids or FCT and the other token is called the Entry Credits or EC. The Factoids are what we term as the value token and EC is the payment token out here. Now, how are these factoids created? The factoids are the tokens which are actually created by your network. And uh, any entity which runs the factum protocol, uh, protocol server, all those entities, they get these factoids issued to, uh, to them. And these factoids are variable price tokens. And why are they variable price? because they get traded externally, just like any other cryptocurrency. The second token is your EC, which is your payment token. Now, EC or the entry credits, these are the tokens that are spent or burnt or they're used to write onto the blockchain. That is, uh, you pay for writing your data, the entries onto the blockchain by using these entry credits. In fact, EC is the only payment which is accepted to write onto that Factum protocol blockchain. And to write one kilobyte of data, you would require one EC, one entry credit. And these entry credit tokens, they, have, they are fixed price tokens. Uh, and EC is equal to one tenth of uh, USD, uh, sorry, one tenth of a US cent, which means that it's one EC is equal to 0.001 USD. 
Now these ECs, these entry credits, they are created by destroying or burning factoids. So what happens is that the user would first go to an exchange and he would purchase a factoid, either using another cryptocurrency or a fiat currency. And then he would burn factoids to create entry credit and using that entry credit, he would write onto the blockchain. That means he would run the transaction on the blockchain. So when EC is created, the software actually checks for the latest conversion rate uh, between a factoid and the EC token. And this rate is set by the oracles, those external data feeds. So this rate is set by the oracle, which checks what is the current trading price of the factoid. So let's say if your one factoid is equal to uh, currently being traded at 10 US dollar. And we do know that an EC has a fixed price of 0.001 US dollar. So it means that one factoid would be equal to 10,000 EC, which means that I need to burn one factoid to get 10,000 EC and then write that much amount of the data onto the blockchain. So this feature is pretty great because you always know how much you need to pay for your transaction for writing your data onto the Factum Protocol uh, blockchain. The entry cost to your blockchain, it remains predictable and it does not depend upon the fluctuating price, the fluctuating coin price. So what it does is it kind of isolates the transaction price, the transaction token from your fluctuating coin price. So as I said earlier, EC is your only payment which is accepted by to do a transaction on the Factum blockchain. So a few more points on uh, these two tokens. EC is your entry credit is your payment token and your factoid is your value token. Now these ECs, they're non-transferable. So even though it is pegged to a fiat currency, so you know that one EC is equal to 0.001 USD and this is fixed, because it is not transferable, it's not a stable coin. And because it is non-transferable, it decreases the hacking uh, scope or the potential for your EC. Hence the cost to use the system that is buying the data on the Factum uh, blockchain, that is based on the usage and it is independent of the factoid exchange rate. And this is important because what we're doing is we are getting the token price, the price for writing onto the blockchain to be just based on the usage and not dependent upon the exchange rate of your token, like a cryptocurrency. Now, ECs are also used in the voting system. So in this protocol, it is the EC holders and not just the currency holder, that is the FCT holders. It's the EC holders who would have a say in how the system is run. So you need to have by the FCT, the factoids, you burn the factoids to get EC and ECs are the ones which will give you the voting right onto the protocol. And the goal here is to remove the factoids from the market so that the fixed payout of your factoid, which is earned per period, that increases in value. And given a constant usage, the factoid price will kind of 
settle down to a constant price. And the settling price of the factoid would be directly proportional to the usage. So I reiterate, it is now dependent upon the usage. Now, when we talk about the equilibrium here, let me give you an example of the equilibrium in factoid in a BME. Now, the system would be in, equi in equilibrium if the total number of tokens minted is equal to the total number of tokens which are burnt. So if you have to figure out how many times do I need to use that service to get that equilibrium, how do you get that? You just plug it into this equation, which is that the number of times the service is used multiplied by the unit cost of the service. That should be equal to the total number of tokens burnt into the cost of your token. So assuming, to just to get some, put some figures here, if we assume, let's say we are minting 10,000 factoids per month and the current price of the factoid on an exchange is 10 bucks. The unit cost of the service, which is basically nothing but the entry credit, we know that it is fixed, it's 0 0.001 USD. So the number of times that I need to use the service or people need to use that service would come out to be, to, mean, to get that equilibrium, would come out to be, if you plug those numbers into this equilibrium equation, you see that you would have to have, the number of times that the service is used is 100 million times a month. So that's how you would figure it out as to how much of a usage is required on your platform for it to get into equilibrium state. And if the usage increases, the total number of uh, tokens, the total supply will decrease and that would create an upward pressure, uh, upward price pressure, which means that fewer tokens need to be burned to buy the same amount of service from the network and then get the system back into equilibrium. So you see the system would always get back onto an equilibrium state. Do note here that this model, the BME model, it assumes that no one wants to hold the proprietary payment token. That is nobody wants to hold your entry credit. The service providers or the users on the blockchain, they want to hold only the general purpose currencies. So for example, the factoid in this example. And if I were to draw an analogy from something that most of us are familiar with, I would say that it is very similar to what we have as the airline mines. You make purchases, you're actually burning money, you're spending money to acquire airline mines. And then you use those airline miles to access a service. So for example, if you want to pay for your trip, you can pay it via the airline miles. And these miles now are a payment token and these miles are non-transferable. So this is the analogy between uh, what we do have in the real world for a long time. Another example, just like you have for uh, Factum here, you have something called Scriptarnica. Now, Scriptarnica is actually a, it's a decentralized platform which is used for reading, writing, publishing, selling, and buying of the eBooks. 
and it is a blockchain project which is also implemented on the BME model. This uh, Scriptonica has got two tokens again on the two token system. So you have one token which is your SCRPT script. The script token is your value token and that's a token which is traded on the exchanges. And then you have CHR which is your payment token. You burn the script token to get your CHR token. Now the CHR tokens are non-transferable and uh, you, as I said, you burn the script tokens to get your CHR tokens and the minted script tokens, the ones which are created by the network, these minted script tokens, how do you get them? You can also uh, get them because they are distributed also to all the service providers like the writers, publishers, reviewers proofreaders, your cover designers, translators, marketers, everybody who is involved in that process, they would be able to get the script coin. And writers here are in control of the publishing process and they decide whose help is needed. And then that script token can be given to them, apart from maybe being listed on the exchange. So now we have talked about the BME model and the work token model and the question comes as which model should I use? Now the work token model captures more value than the BME. So wherever you're talking about wherever you can get a work token model which means where you're talking about pure commodities you go for the work token model and where it's a service you can opt for your BME model. So that's where you can have a choice between the work token model and your BME. So this is about the BME model. And uh, in my next episode, I would cover a few other mechanisms by which you can increase the value of your token. So I hope you did get a fair amount of an idea as to how to increase the value of your token by these two models like your work token model, the burn, uh, BME, the balance, burn and mint equilibrium. And uh, I hope you found it useful and interesting. I look forward to having you in my next episode. Till then, stay safe. Cheers. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review, like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at menu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thanks.